This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, the sous chef of the garden, uh, yours truly, Frank Proctor. Nice to have you aboard here, the Under Under Gardener, welcoming not just Charlie. Thank you. Yes, who is to my immediate left. But I am facing a bevy of beauties. Yes, I brought brought some friends. Yes, indeed. Erin and Taylor. Erin being the mom. Yes, Erin. Taylor being a, a gorgeous young lady. Yes. Who is, I think, 16. 15. 15? Close. 16. Close enough for jazz. All right. But uh, anyway. Well done. Yeah. Now, they're here for a reason. We'll get to that in just a couple of moments. Yes, dear. We'll, we'll let you have some time, Erin, okay? Fantastic. Yeah, speak right up. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> Say hi. Hello. Oh, there you go. Nice to have you back. Erin was on the radio with us a year ago now. Via phone. Via phone. So we brought her to have right in the studio for the full hour. It's so nice to see you guys face-to-face. Thanks for having us on. Oh, hey, pleasure. Now, there's going to be a real fun reason why why they're both here. But I do have to start the show with a little shout-out, if I may. Of course. I'll I'll just have a little sleep in the corner while you do your shout-outs to everybody. (laughs) I want to say hi to Hatam Sultani, who is president and CEO of Genuine Docks here in Toronto. Really a nice guy. He uh, He bought a mobility scooter for me last week as a present for his mom. And he just he, so he was in really good shape, and he was so pleased mm. that he's going to give that to his mom. Anyway, and, and Ted Taylor, who oh. sent me, who sent me this: roses are red, violets are blue, and mine are white. <laughs> phone numbers to reach us here at Charlie Dobbins Garden Show in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then toll-free anywhere in the province, 1-866-740-4740. And don't forget to let uh, Sebastian know if you're a first-time caller. And that's what will happen when you're welcome to the show. And You get uh, course, your garden wings. You get your garden wings. That's right. Motto of the show is... Call early, call often. One question per call. And away we go, Charlie. Thank you. Franklin, are you finished? I I am. I am. You are. For now. For now. (laughs) All right. A couple of, you know me with my announcements. I just like everybody to have things on their calendar for upcoming events. So this Monday, June the 8th. Oh, you're smiling at me because... Well, I know you're going to miss something. You always miss a time or something. I'm waiting to hear which one you're going to go. I know, exactly. Oh, God, I don't have the time. There's always one fact missing. Not always. Sometimes there's a fact missing. Let's see how it goes. I think we're okay, though. I hope. Agent Court Garden Club meeting this Monday, June 8th. The topic is bees uh, from the Pond View Winery. They meet, of course, at the Knox United Christian Educational Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue at Shepherd. Fabulous article last week in the Toronto Star about bees. Royal York, Fairmont Royal yes, York. Yes, they're they growing have hives. on the roof. Yeah, they have hives. They've hives had them for years. Yeah, fabulous. I know yep. it's amazing. 
Okay, the Burlington Horticultural Society General Meeting and Flower Show will be held on Wednesday, June 10th at 7.30 p.m. in the Burlington Senior Center, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. The speaker is Kevin Beagle of Weir's Lane Lavender and Apiary, speaking of bees. And this is a strawberry social, and all are welcome. Saturday, June 13th, the Riverdale Hort Society is meeting at 7.30 p.m. at the Frank Land Community Center just south of the Danforth. Be prepared again, Strawberry Social and the annual Flower Show. Uh, Coming up next weekend, of course, Saturday, June 13th and Sunday, June 14th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., 18 residential gardens in Lawrence Park are opening their gates to happy garden goers in one of Toronto's first planned garden communities. This year, gardens vary in style and content, from a peaceful park like Serenity to an urban chic haven with international inspiration. A complimentary shuttle bus service is available for participants to hop on and off along the route. Of course, very smart, knowledgeable Toronto Master Gardeners will be at each garden to answer any questions about the plant materials and design features. This is all, um, of course, being put together by the Toronto Botanical Gardens, and it is a major fundraiser for the Toronto Botanical Gardens, and it is a wonderful, wonderful tour, 28th year, actually. More information, www.torontobotanicalgarden.ca. Right. So that's that. Now, um, just because there's, it's garden tour time of year, this is just a little, little ticky. It looks like a ticky. This is why Aaron is with us, because Aaron is here to speak, and we're going to talk a bit more about Hold the it gates. closer to the microphone so the listeners yeah. can see that. Gates open, <laughs> home and garden tour. <laughs> oh, Frank, Frankie, oh, you are too silly. That's Saturday, June <clears throat> 20th. That's marked on your calendar, Saturday, June 20th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., home and garden tour throughout the Scarborough Bluffs area. After 4 p.m., I'm on deck, literally the pool deck, at, in Aaron's b- backyard oh. doing a swanky cocktail party and I'll be oh. doing a demonstration and you're going to want to come. I'm going to, yeah. I think. Well, I, I, I can leave the studio at 3.30, be there by 4. Ah, Beautiful. Perfect. You can, I'll, we can I'll do a frick, frick, no, we can do a frickin' frack show. Ozzy <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Harriet, okay. that's us. That's cool. Right. No, that sounds great. We'll talk more about yeah, this. Yeah, so Aaron's going to tell us more about that as we get, okay. get going here. Well, I know we've got callers lined up. I and see. All that. Yes. I, and there's a tree that's in front of me. I know. How sweet is that? Isn't that like, this? This is a little tree mm-hmm. that was grown from the acorns that Charlie and I picked up at High Park Last uh, many fall. moons ago. Yes. And uh, so I'm, this, of course, what kind of tree is it? It is a, an oak tree. That's correct. And I'm going to donate this to the wonderful uh, uh, garden open gates open at uh, uh, Saturday, June twentieth. I'll you be are. there to do, yeah, donate this. Oh, that's a good idea. An well, official. Well, you know thing. why? Because this this is a black oak, and yeah. it grows near to Lake Ontario in the High Park area. Okay. It will not grow well at my house, for example, in Richmond yeah. Hill. It's going to be a little too cold. But the bluffs, being on the same latitude, roughly, as High Park, planted in a, a proper location, this could grow into a mighty oak in okay. the bluffs area. Okay, Aaron's going to be just so happy to have that, I know. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're going to return to all of the goodies uh, after we have a little word for our good friends at Sierra Sill. Right. I took my three pills this morning. How about you? I did. I always do. Okay. Well, you know what Sierra Sill is, folks, don't you? Well, I've been doing a lot of gardening lately. Not yeah. just in my garden, Uh-oh. but other people's gardens. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Sierra Sill is so so wonderful for any creaky joints or, or stiff muscles. And it's not so much muscles. Yeah, it's like WD-40, you know, for, for your, the joints. For the joints. It yeah. is, yeah, literally. So taken daily, I find that it does relieve any sort of sore ankles, wrists, elbows, shoulders, yeah. particularly in the clay 
I sometimes dig in. So I find it quite, quite effective. You know, uh, they're based basically in, uh, in Vancouver. Yes. And they're so nice to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a Canadian company, mm-hmm. although the, the product itself comes from the Sierra Mountains. That's mm-hmm. why it's called Sierra Sill. Yeah, it's a completely natural yep. mineral supplement taken daily. Shh, can work for you. Yep. Doesn't work for everybody, but you'll know within 14 days, which is what the money-back guarantee is all about. So for more information, give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasill.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S. I L Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And I'm delighted to welcome Kathleen to the line, uh, just around the corner here in Toronto. Hello, Kathleen. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. How are you all? Good Great. morning. Morning. I'm. I have a concern about us two slopes underneath my deck at the cottage. Mm-hmm. They right now there's just dirt there and it splashes up and messes up my new windows and door. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering. I. I don't really want to go with a rock garden. What plants do you suggest? Well, tell me how much sun is getting onto those it, slopes. It gets, it gets a fair bit. It's, it, it faces the, uh, I guess, the south. Okay. And so right now it's just bare earth. And it's bare earth because it was recent construction? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, all right. New deck and all. New yeah. deck and all. What was there prior to? Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, that, and it, that didn't work. I don't know why they put them there. Oh, okay. And the idea of putting rocks back there isn't grabbing you. Nobody wants a lawn at the garden. How steep is the slope? About 45 degrees. Oh, that's pretty steep. Um, I think. Fairly sunny. Well, it depends. I mean, there's different things you can do. I mean, off the top of my head. Well, it's shaded by the deck on top of it. But, yeah. yeah. But it's still getting, you know, a fair bit, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, if it's getting six hours or more of sun, I would suggest something like Eco grass, so E C O grass. It, you would grow it from seed, and it, it's a little bit tricky to grow seeds on slopes, but it, it is doable. And um, and you wouldn't need to mow it. It would it would give you that grass look. It'd be a bit messy because it would be kind of a tumbled look of grass. But it doesn't grow, you know, waist high. It only grows sort of knee high, and it, it would give you a soft green and a hold slope. If it's less than six hours of sunlight, I would be inclined to go with a shade-tolerant ground cover. There are several to choose from. Um, probably one of my more favorites, and it does, again, work well on a slope, would be Pachysandra, mm-hmm. P-A-C-H, P-A-Y-Sandra, Pachysandra, yeah. uh, Periwinkle, mm-hmm. uh, which is a vinca vine. These um, can be grown, and they're not grown from seed. They, you would buy little plants, mm-hmm. and you would carefully plant them. And the trick with growing things on slopes is how do you water to not wash everything down mm-hmm. the slope? So often we will use landscape fabric pegged into the slope right over top of the soil, and then we'll cut holes in the fabric, and we'll plant through the holes in the fabric into the soil below, okay. and then the plants will get established eventually, and they will cover the fabric as they grow out. Okay. Okay. Uh, hostas wouldn't do it. Could. Yep, yeah. could. I got lots of hostas oh. to divide, so. Well, there you go. Yep, hostas could do it. And so dividing would... Uh, and are you there all summer, or are you just there weekends? Oh, well, we're there part of the summer, yes. 
Because if you're, if you're going to do any kind of radical thing like dividing a whole bunch of hostas and planting them, I would recommend that you be on site for at least the next two to three weeks to water as required because you're going to want very light sprinkles daily on a slope oh, okay. just to get those roots out. And use transplanter fertilizer, yeah. again, yeah. to expedite the, the uh, establishment of the plants. And there's just black earth there now. Is there, should I mix it with something? No, no, it's probably fine. Okay. Well, if in doubt, do a soil test. But generally speaking, I'm sure the soil is probably just just fine. Thank you very much. You're very, All righty. You're thank welcome. you, Kathleen. Have a good day. Thank, thank you. Good luck All with that. All right. And uh, we're going to actually take a little a bit of a commercial break here. And yes, then dear. When we come back, before we talk to Jerry, who's on the line, let's have a little more discussion with Aaron about the wonderful event coming up on June the 20th. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you hang tight there, Jerry and David, waiting in. And that frees up a line, our last caller, of course, uh, Kathleen. So the, the number is, once again, 416-360-0740, anywhere else in the province toll-free 1-866-740-4740 back in just a moment don't change the radio station just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio am 740 it's 9 24 on a beautiful saturday morning and a couple of saturdays from now june 20th as a matter of fact scarborough bluffs home and garden tour partners with celebrity horticultural expert Charlie Dobbin, who happens to sit next to me. <laughs> you are so yeah. lucky. But this this sounds like a great day. Uh, so, Aaron, uh, Aaron Gurgis is uh, with us. Gurgis. Yes. Is it Gurgis? Yeah. There you go. Uh, can you tell us a little more about what's going on that day? Of course. Well, first and foremost, the uh, Home and Garden Tour is uh, all the proceeds from the tour go to the Rouge Valley Health System Foundation. And um, it's happening, as you said, next uh, Saturday, June the 20th, from 10 till 4. There's going to be nine lakefront properties mm-hmm. that people can tour in the backyards and, and also inside the homes. A lot of the people from the tour in previous years were unaware that you could actually go inside the homes as well. It's pretty unusual so, in that sense. It's a very interesting tour. Wow. Mm-hmm. Home and garden. So well, last and year, uh, your home was the fan favorite. Yes, it well, was. Well, how about that? Yeah, Aaron's got a really nice place. Well, okay, I'll be there to case the joy. I mean, to uh, <laughs> look it over. Uh, we can't wait for you to plant your oak tree. <laughs> there you go. Because well, I won't, certainly won't be doing <laughs> it. <laughs> Just a little oak tree. Yeah, but that's, that, well, that's good. So anyway, if, if you want more information, can, can folks go online to yes, get more? Yes, of course. So um, the uh, website address is bluffsgatesopen.com. And you can go there and purchase tickets online, or you will um, you can um, call in as well, and there will be a telephone number on the website. Okay. Matter of fact, we're trying to devise a neat little contest, a way of a trivia question to spring on you, and somebody is going to win a pair of tickets to to, uh, the sh- uh, to that wonderful show. The event. In, in, well, within this hour. That's right. So, yeah, okay. exactly. so what um, challenging question would you like to pose to our listeners, Erin? Well, hopefully we'll have a winner. Someone will know the answer to well, this let's question. Give it a few minutes. Sure, it might yeah. be a bit puzzling, but... No, um, they can probably look it up, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. So if um, anyone knows the answer to, what is the, the symbolic flower of Scarborough? Um, we used to have it way back when, when it, we weren't the mega city, when right. we all had our individual oh, flags uh-huh. for our individual okay. cities. Yeah, that's right. And it was on that, so that's a clue. Oh. All right. Um, so when you're 
your on your little search engines. So the official, the official flower, flower of, of, the, of Scarborough. Of Scarborough. Uh, if you know that, yes. call in right. and Frank will give the numbers again. Yeah. And we have two, we're able to give away two gratis tickets to yes. this very fun event, the Open Homes and Gardens Tours tour yep. at Scarborough Bluffs okay. yes. area. Um, and it's very pretty. Have you ever been down to the Bluffs? Uh, yeah. No. If I have, it's you're, been years and years. Yeah, ago. you're a West yeah. End kind of guy. I am. So I am. Um, it's really pretty, though. I mean, it's, you're way up high. You overlook oh, the yeah, lake I, and yeah, the have, boats have, and the actually. waves. And, okay, and let me get the numbers amazing. here. Okay. It's four <laughs> one. She's going on a travel. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. 416 360 Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and yeah, toll free 1 866 740 740. Now we have Jerry on the line. Maybe Jerry has had enough time to all that diatribe <laughs> yada, to yada. go online. Jerry, hi. Good morning. Yeah, I, w- I won't go through that diatribe. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, I went to the farmer's market this morning, St. Lawrence Market, like mm-hmm. I usually do, mm-hmm. and that's where I buy my honey. Right. And I was talking to the beekeeper, and he was telling me over the last two years, he's lost almost 60% of his bees. Mm-hmm. And he said it's mainly because of pesticides. Now, the question I'm asking is, how do you know which pesticides to use on your flowers that are bee safe? Hmm. In addition to that, if you're killing weeds, there's off, off these weed killers that you can spray on the weeds. Mm-hmm. How do you know if any of these are bee safe? Okay, so this is an actually great question. So just to address uh, what the honey person told you at the St. Lawrence Market that 60% of his bee population has dropped. And yes, that is very consistent all across North America, unfortunately. I'm, I'm, there's an awful lot of information, an awful lot of science being generated by an awful lot of different interest groups. I, I'm of the feeling that, yes, indeed, pesticides are definitely having an impact on bees and all pollinators and insects. But there's climate change, there's uh, various diseases that have been causing, you know, and insects that have been causing problems as well. So I think it's more of a combination of problems that's wiping out the bees. But your question of what is a safe pesticide to use to not hurt bees is great because honestly, if a pesticide is going to be effective, it's going to kill insects. Bees are insects. So they're actually, if you really want to get into it, there is no safe pesticides that won't kill bees frankly. However, most of the pesticides we use nowadays are what are called contact insecticides, meaning when we spray them, we must coat the insect's body with the spray. Whether it's a soap-based spray or a pyrethrin-based spray, it only works by contacting the insect. Of course, bees are pretty obvious, or big ones are anyway, so when you're, if you're out there spraying aphids, you can see the aphids, you spray them. A bee flies into the picture, you stop spraying. You wait till the bee moves on, and you get back to spraying your aphids. And that's what I would suggest is the best way. Like, really, pay attention. Kill, if you're going to kill insects, make sure you're killing insects that are truly pests. And be very careful. Don't assume that all insects are pests. Many of them are very beneficial. That was a great question, Jerry. Really super. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All righty, let's check in now with Eva online from Mississauga. Good morning, Eva. Good morning. I have a problem with... um I bought a few flowering plants from my grocery store, mm-hmm. brought them home to find that there are insects flying around and now they're infecting my other plants. How do I protect them? Are these uh, plants that you have inside your house? Like In my solarium. Okay, and so they're flowering plants? Yeah. Okay, and what's flying around probably looks a lot like a fruit fly. 
I think so. Okay. And if you wanted to find out which plants were infested with this flying insect, what you do is you walk up to the side of each of the plants and you, with the palm of your hand, bang the side of the pot and a whole little cloud of gnats that look like fruit flies but are truly called fungus gnats will fly up out of the pot. And that's how you know that you, those are the pots that are infested. So right away, separate. <laughs> you know, like you know, set up uh, two separate quarantine areas: one where your infested plants are in one room, preferably, and the non-infested are not together. And the way you eliminate fungus gnats is number one: you slow down on your watering, meaning you're going to water thoroughly but less often, so that the soil will dry out more thoroughly between waterings, which will lower the fungus quantities in the soil, which will thus cause a lowering of the population of fungus gnats. If there's no fungus to eat, they don't survive. So that helps. As, and there's another product uh, out in all the garden centers and home stores called Sticky Sticks. So sticky like sticky and then S-T-I-X. Oh, yeah, I have that. The, yep. the yellow Yep, the little yellow, papers. little yellow papers attract those flying gnats, trap them onto the paper, and they, they die. They starve to death on the little plastic, the yellow sticky stuff. But it also stops them from laying eggs. So it will take a little while. It could take up to a month. But within you know, four to five weeks, you should be able to eliminate the population entirely. But in the meantime, my flowering plants are dying. They are not dying because of the fungus gnats. Fungus gnats eat fungus. They don't eat plants. Oh. <laughs> so, so look closely at what else might be happening there. And like I say, slow down on your watering. That might make a big difference. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for Thank call. you very much. Uh, just before we go to our next caller, let's have Aaron uh, repose that question that could earn you tickets to the Scarborough Bluffs Home and Garden Tour coming up Saturday, June 20th. So, Aaron, once again, the question is... What is the official flower of Scarborough? Okay. Mm. And we're just, you know, hopefully uh, by getting folks online here, somebody's going to come up with that very shortly, we hope. Uh, Pat in Georgetown. Hi, welcome. Hello, Pat. Good morning. Is. Oh. But I'd like to ask a, a question mm-hmm. in that I have two, uh, or I did have, two flowering almond trees. Mm-hmm. And uh, one grew absolutely wonderful, one did not. Mm-hmm. This year I, I had to take out the little fella, and it was covered with uh, black, um, I, don't, I don't know, they, they were kind of small black pinhead bugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it had last year, and I tried to get rid of them last year, and this year, they were they turned white. They were black and white. And I'm afraid that my other tree, which is really nice, is going to be hit and or is hit already because it didn't bloom as it should have in the spring. Hmm. All right. So what, a couple of things. It was a tough winter. So yeah. uh, quite a few plants didn't bloom as we might have hoped just because they were having trouble surviving that winter, much less getting it together to mm-hmm. make some flower buds. But since you recognize that you've had an infestation on the one flowering almond, and meanwhile you've got a lovely, happy, you know, up to this point, healthy flowering almond, just make it part of your day. Every single day, go out there and check that plant. Look closely. Look at the growing tips for any kind of... Um, 
uh, convoluted leaves or, you know, anything weird happening in terms of the growth habit. Look closely for any black specks, which are small insects. Look for holes in the leaves. Look under, like on the back side of the leaves. So just, just make it, like I say, part of your day to keep an eye on that plant. At the first sight of something that doesn't look right, you have two options. You can call me on, on the garden show. You could take a photograph and email me a picture. Or you could go to your local garden center and just get a hold of some of that insecticidal soap we were talking about. If you're actually seeing insects, the soap is very effective if used according to instructions. Well, that's great. Okay. I'm, I'm starting to see something, and I wasn't quite sure what it is. I was using Dawn. Uh, somebody told me to put in Dawn soap with water. Okay. So I sprayed the whole tree with that. Okay. And, uh, you know, and I was rubbing these black things off of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so, anyway, I will go and get... What is the name of that in- insecticidal soap again? Well, or is that just it? it? Well, it is just called insecticidal soap. It is, there's a number of companies that make it pre-mixed, ready to go. I think the first company that ever made it was Safers. But there are other companies that make it now. And, and just a note, you can make your own soap mixture. However, you must use soap and water. And Dawn, as far as I know, is a detergent. And there is a big difference between soaps and detergents. Okay. So a a detergent um, spray on a plant gives everybody a really good bath. The insects are squeaky clean, as are the plants, (laughs) but nobody's dead. (laughs) So, 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 uh, like I said, look closely at the Dawn. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe that Dawn is a soap, but look, read closely. If it says it's a detergent, keep it for the dishes and don't use it for the plants. You need soap. And it's a 40 to 1 ratio, soap and water. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay. Thank you for for your call. You are listening to The Garden Show, AM 740, Zoomer Radio, and Sharon from Beaverton on the line. Good morning, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, um, you're wanting to know what the flower for Scarborough is. Yes. Yes, Aaron just perked up. What is it? What is it? (laughs) Is it the iris? No. No, no, she gave a clue with the flag. And I thought, oh, but that's close. But I mean, you know, it's, it's close. Yeah, but yeah. We have another caller, though, okay, online. Thank you. Okay, thank you. thank you very much, Sharon. I was going to say it's close in the sense that it's a flowering perennial, you know, oh, herbaceous well. perennial. So, you know, you're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> Barb is on the line with the possible answer for us. Hey, Barb, good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm just going to turn my radio down. Sure. Good idea. That's an excellent idea. Otherwise, you get what they call feedback. Oh, sorry. There we are. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering, is it the columbine? Well, hey! <laughs> well done. It yes. is the columbine. Oh, okay. You, uh, Barb, you just, where are you calling from? Um, it's a little town Aiton. Uh, called Aiton. Oh, where's Aiton? Um, it's near Hanover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you'll come into Scarborough to go to the tour. Yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. Sounds good. Could you stay on the line and give your phone number to Sebastian? Sure. I was actually wondering if you could help me with another. Sure. Uh, oh, sure. And, um, I had gotten a plant uh, for Mother's Day, and it's called, um, it's spelled S-T-E-P-H-A-N-O-T-I-S. Oh, yeah. Stephanotis. Apparently a tropical yep. 
plant? Yep. How do I care for that? It is a great plant. Yeah. I, I have, is it flowering right now? Yeah, it is, but mm. they're starting to fall off. Yeah, they will fall off, but they will rebloom. I have one that I've had for about two years now, and it's been covered in flowers for the last couple of weeks, uh-huh. and it's so fragrant. Um, yeah. Think of a bridal bouquet. This is the number one flower that brides often want. It's a, a trailing, very fragrant, white flower. Um, uh, quite waxy almost. It's quite a yeah. thick petaled uh, plant. So bottom line, sunny location. You need a south or west window. Uh, assuming you've got it in the house, you could have it outside for the summer, uh-huh. but it must come in by the end of August. Uh-huh. Okay, so lots of sun, wh- whether it's in or out. Uh, uh-huh. And I basically let mine, I feel the soil, <clears throat> excuse me, feel the surface of the soil uh-huh. <clears throat> in the pot. As soon as it starts to feel quite dry, so there's a tiny bit of sponginess left, uh-huh. uh, but it, but it's not like like hard, rock hard, dry, but it's not moist. If it feels moist, I do not water. But as soon as it starts to kind of lose some of its sponginess, feels a little dry on the surface, I water thoroughly. So that means watering so that the water will go right through the drainage holes into the saucer below, uh-huh. and uh, that. So that's often about it might be every week, might be every ten days, depending on the kind of temperatures the plant is in and it's uh it just happily has sat there as the the vine starts to grow you will have it's in a shape of a a hoop yeah there is a a wire around yeah right so you're going to train it because it will send those vines off in a hundred different directions as it grows so you just have to fast growing not super fast it uh, you know it might grow two feet a year kind of thing oh okay but but as the vine gets long and it starts to stick out and look kind of silly just give it a little twist around the hoop so that you're just constantly training it to stay on the hoop Okay. I noticed like the one, I don't know if it's the end of it or what, mm-hmm. but it's the one vine is going a little yellow. Okay. So that could be because you're giving it too much water. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> it's a funny thing. When plants start turn, getting, like new leaves turn yellow, uh, it's either too much water or too little water, but most typically it's too much water. Oh, okay. okay. Now, um, how often will it bloom? Once a year. Oh, really? Now it won't bloom now till next May. Well, you you may get more buds. I mean, it's in blooming right now. So uh-huh. you may get more buds on it if you can give it what we just talked about. And consider fertilizing it as well. Oh, okay. uh, flowering, what, what, Just a flowering that? plant fertilizer, 15, 30, 15 kind of numbers. Okay. Uh, water, you know, mix up your fertilizer in your water when it's time to water. Fertilize. Uh, and that will encourage more flowers. But don't expect it to bloom all fall and winter. It will bloom again next spring. Okay. So, but you could perhaps get more more buds out of it at this time. Oh, okay. 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 Now, Barb, okay. Well, don't don't go so away, much. Barb. Don't Pardon? go away. I want you to hang on to that phone line sure. because Sebastian can come back and talk to you and uh, take down your phone number so we can okay. get the tickets to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And so expect much. a call from Aaron in a little while. Yes. Exactly. Thanks, Barb. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. And, and congratulations again. Yeah. Well, oh, what, thank you. That was Wonderful. very good. Yep. I'm impressed. Yeah, I am too. Now, I wouldn't know Columbine. I did bring a picture of Columbine onto the computer because Frank doesn't have a clue what yeah. it looks like. That's Columbine. That's a real close-up. Wow, that's a pretty flower. I know. Really See, is. it comes in all different colors. It is a native Canadian plant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. See? And, and hummingbirds and love them. I was just going to say. Yeah, uh, the red ones particularly. Well, that looks beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Pretty. Good Aquilesia. choice. Good choice. Yes, indeed. Scarborough folk. One and all. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the Look way. Look at all the different colors mm-hmm. it comes in. Look. Oh, gosh. Blue, purple, oh, wow. pink, red, yellow. 
Anyway, folks can't see this. I know, but they can look it up. I think we should plant some some of the columbine. That's oh, a great that's idea. a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Right. So don't uh, come well, too fancy. I'll be planting. I'll be planting this. Uh, Aaron, yeah, just yeah. Don't come all fancy, you know. It's yeah. swanky, but you oh, know, oh, but we're not, gonna make you work. Oh, oh well, we'll earn your keep at the <laughs> at the Bluffs <laughs> Home and Garden Tour at the party. Okay. Well, I'll bring Sebastian along with me, who can dig the hole because he's you know just a young, young strapping, yeah, young strapping guy. And he likes gardens. Yeah. He went to High Park to check out the, the cherry trees That's when they were exa- Well, now, what I have in my hand here is one of those acorns grown now to a plant, I'd say about, what, eight inches? Yeah, about that. Eight inches. Nice, That's big beautiful. green leaves. Beautiful little oak tree. I uh, have to take just a little bit of a break here, but let me just say I was tickled pink, <laughs> pink. Uh, last week when Charlie said to me, you'll never guess what. And I said, what? She said, I used the analgesic spray from Sierra Sill, and you're right. You do smell like you've fallen from a pine tree. You really do. Yeah. Oh, no, my shoulders were so stiff. I had been doing a lot of pruning, so I had you know my arms up in the air and yeah. pruning trees and stuff. And my shoulders and my neck were so stiff. And I went, oh, I was like, wine, wine, wine. And then I went, I should try that spray. So yeah. I sprayed it on, and you know what? It's it's all those oils, oh, right? Yeah. So you start rubbing the oils in. It's like, oh wow! It yeah. felt amazing. It smells amazing. And I felt so. I woke up just there you blissful, go. blissful. I I'd, wasn't fibbing. I had fallen out of a pine tree into a soft cloud. It was okay. so nice. So anyway, that's another Sierra Sil product besides the Sierra Sil. Uh, pills that we yeah. take daily, which is for joint relief. Uh, the spray is for muscle relief. So two excellent products. For more information, give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasil.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, here we are for the remaining uh, little bit of time. We have, uh, we'll squeeze Aaron in more can't callers. believe how efficient you are. Like, you're multitasking here like crazy. <laughs> Such an unmanly thing to do. Unmanly thing to do. Well, well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me be a gentleman and welcome. We have three callers, yes, all lovely ladies on the line. Oh, okay. So we're going to have Elaine come by from mm-hmm. beautiful cottage country. Bob Cajun, hey. Good morning, Elaine. And a good morning to you. What a wonderful day for working out in the garden. Oh, lovely blue sky, not too hot, gorgeous day. And a wind so that there is no bugs. No bugs. (laughs) All right, I won't take up too much time. I have a clump of chives, and they have now nice mauve blossoms. Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to pick those off so that the chives will come back next year? What do you do with chives? No, 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 no. What you can do if you want to pick them off, pick them off and put them in your salad. Oh, yeah. That's right. worth picking. But otherwise, just leave them. They're beautiful. And yes, they will eventually turn all sort of dry and, and dusty and blow away and spread sure. seeds all over your garden. So if you don't want the seeds to spread, you don't want chives everywhere, that would be a reason to cut the flowers off to avoid the, the seeding seed possibility. But no, I love the chive flowers. I think they're gorgeous. I also think that they're very, very edible. So well, I do too, but I want that clump to come back it, the next year. I, and I, I was afraid that if I let them go to seed, 
then no. that's the end no. of the clump. I was going to say, I will promise you those tribes will be there next year. Oh, good. Um, but well, the then. one thing is, is they uh, make sure they're not in a low-lying, damp spot. Because that's no. the only thing that kills chives is they rot if it's too wet. Okay, no, uh, we kind of are on a quarry, so oh, you're we have well good drainage. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chives will be there next year, I promise. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> thanks okay, for Elaine, thanks for joining us here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Uh, now, let's take just a little bit of a, a well, break here to... Well, to I want to ask, Aaron. You, you look like you wanted to answer that question. Do you grow chives? Uh, no, I don't. No. They're, they're sweet. They're such pretty flowers, I think, and super edible. You know. My mother grows wonderful, beautiful, and very delicious chives. So oh, does I can she, appreciate yeah. So you go to your mom's question. when you need some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so can you tell us a little bit more about the bluffs and why people would want to come out onto the tour? Sure. I, I think it's definitely one of the best things about this home and garden tour in the bluffs is that um, – it really is. The Scarborough Bluffs is actually a, one of Canada's most famed geological treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about, it is. Um, there are cliffs, mm-hmm. and um, they were formed over thirteen thousand years ago um, from the last ice age. So they have sediments um, leading up, you know, to the last yeah. ice age. So it's very, um, you know, spectacular to see them from atop, from mm-hmm. the views you'll get from all of the properties, but also from below looking mm-hmm. up. And they soar at its highest point, as I think, about 300 feet wow. above the lake. Yeah. And, um, yeah, as I said, it, it really is uh, quite uh, quite spectacular. Now, and they, your property, is it on the actual overlooking bluff? Can you it over, is, yeah. over the yeah. back of your property, yeah. as it were? Yeah. And if you wanted to look from below, there's no homes down there, but there is a yacht club down there. So you can always drive down, and you can just park at the yacht club. And if you want to eat lunch there, you can. But you can look up yes. and see the, the scale of those the bluffs it's absolutely and it's a beautiful beach to go Mm. and spend the day have a picnic on the beach there's walking trails bike trails um all sorts of stuff the conservation authority has worked over a number of years continuing Mm. to work on preserving the bluffs and making the brimley beach even you know uh are are they mostly sand like they look sandy like how stable are the are the bluffs do you know um well, as I said, the Conservation mm. Authority is working mm. to preserve them and so stabilize, and stabilize yeah. them. And that's why we're really looking forward to Frank planting the oak tree in my backyard. <laughs> that's yes. right, because that's going to help you stabilize know, Every little slope. bit helps. It, you're so, absolutely correct. You know, and, and, it is, and it, is a, it is a community event. And that's mm. the other thing we wanted to talk about. It's important in our community that the, all the proceeds for this tour mm. go to our community hospital, which mm. is part of the Rouge Valley Health System Foundation. It runs actually two hospitals in, in amongst our community, the Centenary Hospital as well as the Ajax Pickering Hospital. Right. So, um, And it's, it's a lot of work to participate in a tour. It it's is. It's a lot of stress and pressure, not to mention work and volunteerism on the part of the homeowners. It is. And it just goes to the testimony of... You know, of the homeowners mm-hmm. putting in their time and their efforts mm-hmm. to open their their home mm-hmm. and their gardens for the public in appreciation and support of their local community hospital. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I just I know the one time I allowed my home to be on a garden tour, I at first was like, oh yeah, no big deal. But then as the days get closer, you start looking around and and you get 
people come in with new eyes and they'll go, yeah. well, I think you should get a new doormat. And I think that those curtains are really ugly. I'm yeah. going, that's got nothing to do with my garden. They're going, yeah, people are going to see it. Yeah. You have to like look at this stuff and you have to fix it and you have to make it fresh and clean. And, mm-hmm. and then I'm racing around you know, with a headlamp on my head frantically pulling <laughs> weeds and planting <laughs> flowers the night before. Well, we do have so, lots in common then. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, and I think what people don't know also about the, the Scarborough Bluffs is that it's 20 minutes away from the city, but mm-hmm. you feel like you're in a tropical oasis. Like yeah, you would yeah. never imagine something like that area is 20 minutes away from it's, the city. I know. It's pretty special. You're very yeah. lucky to live there. No, I, feel, I, feel, I feel lucky. Yeah, yeah. If you want any more information about the gates open, please uh, online go to www.bluffsgatesopen.com. Dot com. It's that simple. Yeah. And uh, our guest this morning, Aaron, now I'm going to scrub the last name. I know it. Gurgis. Gurgis. You, perfect. Gurgis. Gurgis. There you go. Okay. But I think isn't it Bluff's, Bluff's Gate Open? There's uh, no I'm S reading, there. I'm reading bluffsgatesopen.com. Oh. Okay. okay. That's on the ticket. Okay. Correct. Okay. All right. So this one's wrong. Franklin, you are correct. All well, when was it ever? I was write that not down. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> we, Mark we, it on the we, calendar, people. We have Frank's, to take a, Frank we, was right. <laughs> we have to oh, stop. It. We have to take a little bit of a break if we want to get to talk to Margaret, Sylvie, and Peter. Oh, so okay. hang tight. We'll be right back here on Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins. Dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And sous chef for the garden, Frank Proctor, welcoming from Port Dover, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Good morning. Morning. Hi, first time caller. Oh, oh, oh. wait a minute. There you go. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm first time caller from Port Dover. Uh-huh. I have a 15 foot, about 15 feet, uh, tricolored beech mm-hmm. tree, and winter kill. It split the bark, split up the back. Okay, this is the back being the southwest side. Yeah, yes, it did uh, leaf out one side more so than the other, but not fully out, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> it's you know showing signs of dying. Mm-hmm. I did apply uh, lac balsam. You know, and sort of cleaned up the area and wrapped it in burlap. But is there anything else I can do? Okay, so this is a great question. Uh, this these winters have been super tough on many of our trees. The bark, the evergreens, that sun beating down on frozen pl- plant tissue, which then thaws in that sun on a February afternoon or early March afternoon. Then the temperature plummets at night. All that liquid that just thawed refreezes, expands in its refreezing, and causes cell tissue to break and right out to the the external bark breaking on on the south side and west side of trees. So I would not apply anything in the way of balsam. Those those pruning sprays, the tars, all the black stuff that people used to use on wounds on trees. It's kind of like toothpaste. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason... You could use something, there's something called grafting wax, so or even just straight paraffin wax, uh-huh. to fill a crack 
you know, reason you would do that is just so ants and insects don't enter the plant. Uh-huh. Otherwise, the plant will will um, just like we scab over when we're t- we're cut trees will scab over, dry up, uh, and you will have you should have a clean wound eventually if the plant is healthy enough. So your job right now is to remove dead wood, so sharp pruners or or saw. Anything that's clearly dead is removed uh-huh. and with, you know, minimal um, sort of trauma to the plant. Then you – the burlap, again, I would not be wrapping burlap around the bark because you're just making a, um, a hotel for okay. earwigs and, and who knows else who might want to live under that, that burlap. Okay. Allow the air to get to the bark. Allow the tree to be, you know – breezes and sunshine and everything and it will heal itself you need to fertilize you need to water as necessary you need to remove deadwood you need to talk to the tree and just do a whole tlc thing so send your love to the tree and hope that the tree now it's never going to be perfect you're always going to have the the damage and you may have a bit of a one-sided tree for many many years which ultimately isn't a good thing stuff is well, grafting wax, like I said, you would just use it to, to plug a holes, any holes that might uh, be open and something in- interesting to the ants. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very oh. much. I was hoping that tree would outlive me. And I know. They're beautiful huge, trees. Beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful, beautiful trees. So, yeah, I mean, you may. Yeah. So, or. I'll give it lots of love. All right. And, and consider <laughs> a, certi- so a certified arborist as well right. to do your pruning. Thank you. Thanks, Margaret. Take care of Port Dover, great yeah, part of the country, nice place. right by, uh, on Lake Erie there. And uh, maybe we have time, do we, uh, for a quick, a quick call from we talk Sylvia fast. in Elmville. Hello there. Hello. Morning. Morning. Um, yeah, I I just heard the lady about the chives. But anyways, I didn't realize that you could take the flowers off for for um, for the salads. I just yeah. uh, cut them off all the time and put that the green in the salads. But anyways, mm-hmm. I'm calling about my Mongolia tree. Your magnolia, yes. Or magnolia, whatever it's called. Yeah, no end. Um, I just got it for Mother's Day. Uh-huh. And... Um, how, what kind of care? Well, um, is it a saucer magnolia, do you know? Sulangiana? Uh, tulip-like flowers? I I think so, yes. Like tulip. It looks like, it hasn't started blooming yet. Mm-hmm. It's just on the verge of... Uh, oh, nice. Big and, buds. Uh, red flowers. Oh, beautiful. It looks like <clears throat> just the one so far. Yep, small. Starting. Just young. So it's just a young tree. So, yes, yeah, yes. so it sounds like it's a saucer magnolia. So what we do with those is you recognize this is going to become a very large tree. Oh, uh, In okay. 20 years, it's going to be 20 feet wide and 30 feet tall. Wow. So make sure when you're planting it, you're giving it that kind of space. Yes, it's already planted and everything in the backyard. It's got full sun. Okay, perfect. And uh, you put it into some good soil. And, uh, yes. And we've had some rain, so it's not suffering probably for water right now, but keep on top of it. If we get into drought situations, water thoroughly mm-hmm. from now until forever mm-hmm. because you know you don't want any suffering that way. And the other thing is uh, just, yeah, fertilize every spring. All we'll right, thanks. Every spring. Yep. Um, okay, thanks. Now, we, we've got to run. Sorry, no, my love. No special protection in the winter. Thanks, Sylvia. Got to go. Show's oh, over. Okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> okay, we're almost out the door. I the know. car guys are coming at us They're there. They're the garage. engines in yeah, there. Yeah, they're on the way. Uh, hey, what a delight to, have, uh, to have had our guests this morning. Taylor, yeah. thank you thank for you being again. here. Thank you Thanks for being here. And this is going to be a lot of fun joining the tour. Frank and I will both be there in two weeks. I'll be sort of a Johnny Appleseed, only using, you know, an oak 
Uh, Acorn. Yes. Well, when you know Johnny Acorn. Yeah, that'd dealing be you. with that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Johnny okay. Acorn. That's and you. And some columbine. Oh, and some columbine too. Right. So it's all about native plants because this yeah. is native, as is the columbine. So, thank you, right. Charlie. Well, thanks again for coming. Thanks to all our great callers. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Sebastian. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at nine on Zoomer Radio, the new AM seven forty. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.